There are a couple of questions that I get over and over again from homeschool moms, and this right here, today's episode ranks way at the top, and we're going to talk about how to homeschool when you have toddlers and preschoolers around, and you're trying to do your education, your learning and everything with your most likely probably kiddos in elementary school. You might have some that are older. But how can we succeed in our homeschool day when we've got these little ones running around? I'm going to give you some practical tips. In your mind, when you think about homeschooling, you have this perfect day planned. And then reality hits and enter the toddler, right? Now, in reality, we love, we love this toddler, this preschooler, these little ones. We love them so much. They add so much life to our family. But... It's like, how do we get the things that we have on our to-do list? How do we accomplish these goals? I mean, I told the school district, I sent in my paperwork and I said, these are the things we're going to do this year. How am I supposed to get them done when I've got a little one around as well? Now, this all depends upon the personality of your toddler or preschooler, but they all have energy. Am I right? And they absolutely love to be in the thick of everything, right? Yep, I I can remember those days. And so you've got these little ones, they've got lots of energy, they love to be in the thick of things, and they're very curious about what you're doing, or they're very curious about what is going on in the rest of the house in the empty rooms that you aren't in at the time. And so they tend to kind of get into things. And so we try to keep them with us so we can keep an eye on them. And so how do we balance having little ones with a lot of energy and a lot of life in them with our ideas and our ideals and our hopes and our plans for homeschooling the kiddos within our home that are of school age. Let's dive a little bit into this topic here today. And eek, I'm going to squeak in here one time. I almost completely forgot to mention this, but I'll give more details at the end of this entire episode, but don't forget to enter the 50,000 download giveaway by leaving a review. Okay, now we are officially going to get into this episode. I promise no more. It's like a bad infomercial, like eek. There's one more, but wait, one more thing. That's it. This is it. This is the final thing. We're going to get, we're going to get into this episode now. All right. I'm excited. Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode, feel confident in your homeschool decisions, and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, Homeschool Mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. We have already discussed the fact that Your preschooler doesn't need to go to preschool. So therefore, of course, obviously your toddlers are already at home, but your preschoolers are home as well. If you missed that episode, go back to episode 72. It was a little bit of a juicy one and I haven't gotten too much um, or any. I haven't gotten any uh, flack for it quite yet. So I hope really though, my heart behind it is that it, it encouraged you 
and gave you a different glimpse, a different way of looking at it, as well as the encouragement that you need to know you can do it. So we've already discussed the fact that our preschoolers are home, they don't need to go to preschool, and we have our toddlers. Now, I didn't necessarily include babies in this, and that could maybe be another topic, but I think that a lot of this could apply as well. I more so was focused on the kiddos that are able to, that are mobile, basically. They're able to get around and want to be a part of things and also want mom's attention and are beyond just maybe being a newborn. That would be another topic. One thing that I want you to remember is that there is a reason we have our kiddos at home and the little ones, the toddlers and preschoolers that we've decided not to put into preschool, they are a part of our family. And as cliche as it is to say, but family is forever, right? Let's begin now. Let's not separate out our toddler or preschooler from the rest of the family just because they have a lot of energy and that they have a lot of busyness that they have going on and possibly a lot of attention that is needed for them. But let's remember that they are a part of the family and let's learn to thrive in the day-to-day with little ones who have a ton of energy running around and needing our attention as well. My three kiddos were all born within five years of each other and it's been, it was a lot of fun to watch my youngest one who was clearly not interested in children his own age. He wanted to hang out with big kids because you know what? Big kids are where the action is. And I'm sure you can relate to this when you have younger children and they want to just do what the older kiddos are doing. I'm thinking back to a specific picture that I recently even ran into uh, in our photo albums. I know, do you remember photo albums? Anyway, it was a picture of my youngest and he was probably about two or three and standing at our storm door. I remember we had to, we had a latch. It was way up high. So because he would push on the door and lean against it, and have his face smushed up against it because he wanted to see what his brother and sister were doing outside who would have been like four, five, six, seven, around that age. And I took the photo from inside our house. I assumed that I most likely needed to bring him in because I needed to make dinner, but the older two were okay to be outside. I could see them from our kitchen. Oh, I kind of missed that backyard. It was huge, all fenced in, and I could see everything from my kitchen window. But I was probably had to make dinner or something inside, and he was not old enough to be able to be out there with just them. He needed a parent to be with him. And so what he would do, instead of playing in the house on something, he would stand at the door and stare and watch to see what they're doing. So it's no different when it comes to homeschool, because those kiddos, they want to be a part of and where everybody is. Now, as they get older, you might start to notice that your younger kiddos Because of homeschooling, they might start writing and learning things like their ABCs earlier because they are homeschooling and they want to do what their older siblings are doing. Let's dive into those practical tips that I have for you. Let me see. Okay, there are four of them. If you want to go ahead and write these down so that you don't forget. Okay, let's go into number one. Number one on how to incorporate and how to thrive and get through a successful homeschool day when you have little ones running around is to think of your day in time blocks. Now, this can be applied overall to the entire day time blocks, but I'm going to talk specifically just about the homeschool. I don't want to say hours because then it feels like we have to do school from certain time to certain time, but during the day when you have designated or devoted time to homeschooling, 
Let's think of it in terms of time blocks. So one time block can be morning time. And this morning time could be things that are engaging for all. Maybe you will include a song time. Maybe you'll include a worship music time. Maybe you'll include a dance time to get everybody moving. But as you do some reading, maybe you include some picture books in that as well so that the younger kiddo can feel involved and included. And while maybe you read the picture book and then you give them the picture book, they can kind of look at it as maybe you go on and do a read aloud. That's a chapter book. But think of it in a time block time. So we have our morning time and we're going to pick the certain subjects or things that you want to focus on. Maybe it's just shorter time that you just that you do poetry and a read aloud and you do your Bible time, things that you want to include everybody in. After this, a lot of families move into, well, after morning time, move into a time of kids doing independent or low oversight type subjects. When we have little ones who want attention, if we can give them attention, then they'll be okay to have attention along with everybody else. A lot of homeschool moms will try to make sure they give that toddler or that preschooler some one-on-one attention, undivided attention, fairly first thing in the morning before school to kind of fill them up a bit so they know that mom, she's here for me. She will spend time with me. It's not me and everybody else in this keeps them often from overreacting or acting out in order to get attention. So after we've given them their independent attention, we've done morning time where we're all together. Now let's move into maybe what we could call an independent and kids can do independent work. Handwriting is a perfect thing to do right now, or maybe just some type of low oversight subjects. Maybe you have a kiddo that's doing math on the computer, and so they're able to go in and do their lesson on their own. You're around, you can see what's going on, but you can use this time then to tend to the younger ones and give them some attention. Maybe you have a specifically a certain play basket. I remember having certain toys, certain types of quieter toys. There was not like talking Elmo or something. I remember that being huge. It's kind of dating me up to when my kids were little, but nothing that was noisy, just things that they could do, whether maybe that was the time that they did special coloring books, set aside some things and you can get them set up on that, get them set up on one thing. And this is the time when we, they're doing, when your older kiddos are doing independent or low oversight is the bouncing around time. So you can get your toddler and or preschooler set up with something, check on an older kid, another older kid. Again, it depends on how many kids you have, but this is the time that you're just kind of moving about the room from one person to another. Someone, a little one gets tired of something, well, then you can move them on to something else. But then you also have the freedom then, the ability to jump in with an older kiddo who needs some help on some things. Another time block to take full advantage of is nap time. And this would be an opportunity that you would have to do one-on-one with any older children where you actually have a lesson to do with them. There can be time in between this. Maybe you do your morning time and your independent time and you are done well, there, or low oversight time where you're just kind of bouncing around to everybody. Maybe you're done with that by 10 o'clock. Nobody says they, they can't go and play. You can't go on a walk. You can't go do whatever it is you want to do. Maybe you have to go grocery shopping. And then the baby or the toddler preschooler naps at, say, 1 o'clock. You can jump back into it. And so maybe from 1 to 2 o'clock at the very most event, again, it depends upon the age of your older kiddos, but that's an opportunity when you can sit down and you could do, if you're doing a curriculum that requires you to do a math lesson, that's when you would do those types of lessons that would be helpful not to be interrupted. We'll say it that way. 
The second tip I have for you, Mama, is to be flexible. Understand that there will be interruptions. When we as moms go in with the expectation that there will be interruptions, we're not surprised, we're not angered, we're not stressed, we're not anxious about that because we know that there's going to be interruptions. Go with the day. But again, I want you to balance this out to make sure that you aren't the one holding the day back. And I discuss specifically about how to keep yourself from exhaustion, which then leads to you holding the day back and you not just going with the day, not having the flexibility. So episode 70, I talk about what to do when you're feeling exhausted. But overall, just be flexible. When we go in with that frame of mind, we go with the right frame of mind, it is so much different than if we go into from this time to this time, we're going to do this and we are going to have great success. And then this time to this time, we're going to do this. And again, great success. And this time, this mama, that toddler preschooler is not going to go with that schedule. I can tell you that right now. And you know, it's true too. And I'm not saying lower the bar. What I'm saying is to relax, to chill out. Okay. And understand that there's going to be interruptions and don't set yourself up to have some perfect scheduled kind of day. Let's focus on a routine, a rhythm instead, because those allow time for interruptions and those allow a little bit more of going with the flow. And if you're not a go with the flow, practice. It comes with time, okay? So number three here, practical tips, we got little ones, is to remind yourself that this is a season. I know people say that over and over again. You're like, stop with that. But it's true. This is a season. I felt so overwhelmed, like, oh, this is never going to end. And now I have two kiddos that are like looking to leave the nest that are spreading their wings. I'm like, wait a minute, let's go back to the, let's go back to those other years that I thought were so long. There is always just a season. And I want also to tell you that every year when it comes to homeschool is different. If this is a tough year, it doesn't mean that next year is going to be a tough year too. It might, I don't want to, you know, put some rose colored glasses on you here that aren't going to happen. It might be a few years that are tough, but once you get past those couple of tough years, you'll be like, wow, I'm glad we didn't quit. I'm glad we stuck with it because even when the years are tough, you're still making progress in your relationship, in your education, in your learning and in your family. And the really neat thing about homeschool is that it is different every year. We are not stuck just in this machine of every year has to look the same. You can change the curriculum. You can change the activities that you get involved in. You could do a co-op one year. You could not do a co-op the next year. You get to decide. Woohoo! That's the fun part. And maybe you're saying to yourself, Lee, that is not the fun part. And what do you mean? I have this year figured out and you're telling me that next year is probably going to be different. You mean I have to do all of that planning again? Yeah, but this is also the really, another neat thing about homeschool is that we get to grow and learn and be creative as homeschool moms. And the Mamas and Clarify Your Homeschool, they get lifetime access. So every year when you're kind of redoing things and you're looking at things differently, you're saying, oh, wow, now I have a middle schooler or, oh, wow, now I have a high schooler. We get to work together because you have lifetime access to the course, to the program, to me, and we can then revamp either the entire thing. I've had moms do that, 
or we can just make some tweaks each year as far as what would be better for this coming year. You're saying, okay, this is a great episode now for toddlers and preschoolers, and I'm going to join Clarify Your Homeschool, but what about in two years when I don't have a toddler or preschooler? Yeah, you can still, with me, revamp things and we can look at things differently and you will have gone through that season of having toddlers and preschoolers and we get to work together on this season and the next season and the next season. Ooh, I just love all that stuff. But just remember that this is a season and Clarify Your Homeschool, you can go to clarifyyourhomeschool.com. I guess I should give you the web address. Okay, let's go into number four. Number four tip here is that I want you to really absorb this. I want you to remember that your older children are not worse off and they aren't doomed to not knowing anything and getting a bad education because they have younger siblings. Right now with them interrupting and with them around and your older kiddos helping out and knowing how to take care of younger kids, this is training them for life. Just like I said in episode 74, relationship over curriculum. I want you to trust that your children will learn. Those who are of, quote unquote, we'll say school age, they are okay. Just because you have someone interrupting, you have, you, you know, you have a preschooler around and suddenly you hear some pots and pans come crashing as you're doing reading or a math lesson with your older kiddo. Just because you have to stop and go run in and see what's going on that doesn't mean they're worse off. I think it actually creates a bit more resilience in kiddos. I want to read to you two quotes from John Holt in his book, How Children Learn. And I think these are really going to encourage you. The first quote says, one of the most important things teachers, which is you. So one of the most important things teachers can do for any learner that's your child is to make the learner less and less dependent on them. Wow. Our kids can learn, and that is the goal, is for them to become less and less dependent on us. And by the time that they get into high school, at least later in high school, they are pretty much independent. An independent learner will continue learning the rest of their life. And the second quote by John Holt I want to read to you says, Children do not need to be made to learn told what to learn or shown how. If we give them access to enough of the world, including our own lives and work in that world, they will see clearly enough what things are truly important to us and to others, and they will make for themselves a better path into that world than we could make for them. So when it comes to toddlers and preschoolers, he's saying including them in our own lives, include your older kiddos in your life as you are taking care of and raising a toddler and a preschooler while these other older kiddos are a part of it. Let them even be a part of the, we'll say, quote unquote, education of their younger siblings. Let them enjoy reading to their younger siblings. My youngest was read to so much. I would read him books every day. And as part of my older two kiddos, their daily requirement to-do list when it even came to the homeschool year and even in the summer, they had to either read for a certain amount of time or read a certain amount of books to their youngest brother. And so he got read to so much and he loved stories. It also helped to free me up some so that I was making meals and they could read to him and it just... And it also really bonded and created a really cool relationship uh, between them as well. 
And I hope that this episode has encouraged you, has given you some practical tips, and it has given you, hopefully there's a little bit of wind underneath your wings right now, and you're saying, I'm not, they're not doomed, this isn't terrible. I mean, of course, it's not terrible because toddlers and preschoolers are fun and interesting, and they're going to grow up to be the kiddos that are in your homeschool, that are in, you know, elementary school years and middle school years and high school years. Take the time right now and to think of your day in time blocks. That was number one. Number two is be flexible and understand that there will be interruptions. Number three, this is a season and every year is different. And you're going to join in on Clarify Your Homeschool. And we're going to get this year, whether this is the beginning of the school year you're listening to this, you're catching this episode in, say, a few months, and it's the middle of your homeschool year, we can revamp it then. We can do some tweaks and we can do it again the year after that and the year after that because you get lifetime access. So at clarifyyourhomeschool.com. And then number four is to not think of your older children. They're not going to be worse off or doomed. They're actually going to be better off because they're going to learn about life with a toddler, with a preschooler, and you guys are doing life together. And here is your one last final warning of entering the 50,000 download giveaway. Time is ticking here. Your entry has to be in. In other words, you need to submit your review by Friday, August 12th. Now it does take a couple of days for those reviews to show up. Don't panic. I know that as well. So I'm not picking a winner the very next day. I'm going to give it a couple of days for all of those to show up but it has to be dated by August 12th. So what is this giveaway again? This podcast has even exceeded 50,000 downloads since I announced, like, help me out, help us to just kind of push over the edge. And y'all answered the call and I so appreciate it. I am so here for it. But what I'm going to do in honor and celebration of that is give away two homeschool coaching sessions. I mentioned it real quick earlier in the episode, but Basically, it doesn't matter where you are in your journey of homeschool, you and I are going to get to sit down, we'll set a time and meet over a Zoom call, and we will talk about anything that you want. You have questions about scheduling, or maybe you're just starting homeschool, or maybe you're just having some frustration with some aspect of homeschool, whatever encouragement, whatever direction, whatever guidance you need, I am here for it. And we're going to be able to bond over that, that session. So two of you are going to each get to win a homeschool mom coaching session. All you have to do is leave a review on Apple iTunes, then send me a quick either uh, message on Instagram or an email. You can send it to info, I, uh, I-N-F-O at littlebylittlehomeschool.com. And just let me know the name that you left the review under so that I can connect your review name with your email or your Instagram profile so that when you win, I can get back to you and let you know that. So I'm really excited about doing those coaching sessions and just even more so thankful that you all are here and um, hopefully are feeling blessed and encouraged by this podcast. I am excited to be diving into some more nitty gritty kind of stuff here coming up. Uh, I got a lot of great things planned. But friend, this has been fun today and I will see you right back here on whatever your favorite podcast app is on Monday. If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little by Little Homeschool. 
Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama.